good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Revelation. Now, last time we read chapter 13. And at the end of chapter 13, uh, the verses there say, Here is the wisdom. Or, I'm sorry, let me reread that. Here is wisdom. Let the person who has enough insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the imperfect number of a man. And his number is 666. So, I want to make a, I want to read a little short note here. Um, and this is again is a note in the Amplified Bible. Regardless of the earthly power of the two beasts that we read about in, uh, in chapter 13, the demonically controlled Antichrist or the dictator and his false prophet described in those verses, they and their mentor Satan, they fall far short of the power, perfection, and majesty of God the Father, of God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit, whose perfection is represented biblically by the number seven. Now, I've read and heard this before, that the number seven is a perfect number representing God. I don't want to get into that necessarily, however... If you ignore the reference to the number and seven, the rest of this is absolutely true. Even though the beasts may be able to perform miracles and, you know, everything and, and through, through Satan and through their deception, they may, may be able to deceive and delude a lot of people, but they will still fall far short of the power of God and of the Holy Trinity, which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, but that is the end of chapter 13. We're ready to read chapter 14. So, I am reading in the Amplified Bible. This is Revelation chapter 14. Then I looked, and this is what I saw. The Lamb stood firmly established on Mount Zion, and with him a hundred and forty-four thousand who had his name and his Father's name inscribed on their foreheads signifying God's own possession. These are the people who were sealed earlier, the 144,000 sealed earlier from the uh, tribes of Israel. And I heard a voice from heaven like the sound of great waters and like the rumbling of mighty thunder, and the voice that I heard seemed like music and was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne of God, and before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn the song except the hundred and forty-four thousand who had been purchased, ransomed, redeemed from the earth. Now, again, from what we've read, I believe these are Jewish Christians. These are the ones who have not been defiled by relations with women, for they are celibate, these are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been purchased and redeemed from among men of Israel as the firstfruits, sanctified and set apart for special service for God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouth, for they are blameless, spotless, untainted, beyond reproach. So these people, and it sounds like, you know, they are... Again, they're the ones that are sealed, and they are following the Lord faithfully and strong. 
you know, they are the first fruits. Now, I don't know if that means they're the first fruits among their family or how they're the first fruits. I'm not sure if I understand that. But they have been purchased and redeemed from among men as the first fruits, sanctified for their service to God. Verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midheaven with an eternal gospel to preach to the inhabitants of the earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. Oh, I'm so sorry. I lost my spot. So, <clears throat> all right. So, let me start that over. In verse 6, Then I saw another angel flying in the midheaven with an eternal gospel to preach to the inhabitants of the earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God with awe and reference, and give him glory and honor and praise and worship, because the hour of his judgment has come. With all your heart, worship him who created the heaven and the earth, the sea and the springs of water. So here, the people who are left, the inhabitants on the earth at this time, are being encouraged. They're being preached to, basically. You know, fear God, give him glory and honor and praise because of his, the hour of his judgment is here. Worship him with all your heart. Because he created the heaven and the earth, the sea and the springs of water. Verse 8, Then another angel, a second one, followed, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, she who made all nations drink the wine of the passion of her immorality, corrupting them with idolatry. Then another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, Whoever worships the beast and his image and receives the mark of the beast on his forehead or on his hand, he, too, will have to drink of the wine of the wrath of God, mixed undiluted into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire, brimstone, flaming sulfur, in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, Christ, and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name, so, we want to make sure that whatever this mark is, that we do not receive this. This has been written about and thought about, and, you know, we may not know what that is, but at some point, I think we will know. At some point, I think something's going to happen in the world, and we're going to know that that is the mark of the beast, and we are not going to want to take that. So, <clears throat> let me continue on. Verse 12. Here is encouragement for the steadfast endurance of the saints, God's people, those who habitually keep God's commandments and their faith in Jesus. Then I heard the distinct words of a voice from heaven saying, Right, blessed, happy, prosperous to be admired are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, blessed indeed, says the Spirit, so that they may rest and have relief from their labors for the deeds 
for their deeds do follow them. So in other words, from that point on, the people who die in the Lord are blessed. Not that they weren't already, but here he's just he's just reminding, encouraging, telling us, hey, remember, blessed are those who die in the Lord, so that they may rest. You know, Paul said it's more profitable for me to die and move on and, and go to you know go to paradise and be at rest. So that they may rest and have relief from their labors, for their deeds do follow them. God knows of what we've done. He knows of our good deeds, and they do follow us. And that's encouraging, too, to know that it encourages us to try and do better, to try and do more. Verse 14. Again I looked, and this is what I saw, a white cloud, and sitting on the cloud was one like the the Son of Man. With a okay, and sitting on the cloud was one like the Son of Man, with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle of swift judgment in his hand. And another angel came out of the temple, calling with a loud voice to him who was sitting upon the cloud, Put in your sickle and reap at once, for the hour to reap in judgment has arrived, because the earth's harvest is fully ripened. So he who was sitting on the cloud cast his sickle over the earth, and the earth was reaped, judged. Now, my understanding of this is this is Jesus. This is the Lord. This is him reaping the earth, returning and and reaping the earth. Then another angel came out of the temple sanctuary in heaven. Well, let me just say, now I said that, and that is my understanding right now. That is a quick thing, okay? Now, and I said that without even thinking about it, just because I had just read that, and I was thinking that that's what that represents to me. It's that Jesus returns and reaps, reaps the earth, because the harvest is fully ripened, okay? So that sounds to me like he's come back, and he's reaping the earth he's taking the uh, you know he's harvesting the fields he's harvesting he's getting the uh, the Christians that's what it sounds like to me okay <clears throat> so if there's any debate to be had there that's fine but I'm just saying that's how that reads and seemed to me <clears throat> then another angel came out of the temple sanctuary in heaven and he also had a sharp sickle And another angel came from the altar, the one who has power over fire, and he called with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Put in your sharp sickle and reap the clusters of grapes from the vine of the earth, because her grapes are ripe for judgment. So the angel swung his sickle to the earth and harvested the grapevine of the earth and threw the grapes into the great winepress of the wrath and indignation of God, as judgment of the rebellious world. And the grapes in the winepress were trampled and crushed outside the city, and blood poured from the winepress, reaching up to the horses' bridles for a distance of 1,600 stadia. I have a note here that says that is about 200 miles. 
So it sounds like a huge mess of blood for about 200 miles. Now, this is a vision. I'm not sure that sounds like that is the the wrath and the indignation that is the non-believers who are reaped because they refuse to repent even after all the things that have occurred. They refuse to repent. And notice they were preached to a final time in... Um, Let's see, let me see that here. Right, they sang a new song. And then there was an angel who was who was preaching the gospel. Up in verses 6 through 6 and 7, basically. Basically preaching to the people to try and, you know, get them to worship God. And then after that, the reaping... That's like the last chance, and the reaping occurs. And, you know, first Christ reaps the Christians, the, the believers, and then this other angel reaps the non-believers, and they are. It says, and the grapes in the wine press were trampled and crushed. So, that's what that sounds like. That's what the way it seems and reads to me. Again, we want to make sure we're called to worship God every day, all the time. Think of all the times you go to church and you're reminded of the gospel, and you're told of the gospel, just like this angel preached here in verses 6 and 7, saying, Fear God, give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him with all your heart. Worship him who created the heaven and the earth, the sea and the springs of water. The, this is what we should be doing. We want to be the followers of the Lord and of God. We should be doing that. And we should be sharing God's word with others in whatever way we can, as best we can. There's a lot more opportunity and it's a lot easier nowadays to do that than it has been at any other time. And it could be that that too is a sign that we are coming, you know, coming closer to the end closer to the revelation times as we think of so it's something to be aware of here even at the end before the reaping these people are given a chance they are given a chance to repent to fear God to worship God and be saved alright so that is Revelation chapter 14 I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.